0: Katie, and this is One Kiss Kids Means, Means Forever. Forever. This is the podcast that follows the uh, trajectory of romance stories as we know it, and every now and then, we actually get a same-sex couple on TV. woo We're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, etc. Today, we have a lifetime for you. Yeah, because you know... If- it, we didn't get to talk
1: about it for the past few years for a variety of reasons when we make our little lineups, uh, but, you know, we really had to talk about the first major same sex couple, one of these, uh, to ever come up, which I hate to say was only December 12th,
0: 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it should have been, you know, when movies were designed. <laughs> But we are going to talk about The Christmas Setup today, uh, which, uh, again, aired on Lifetime in 2020. And this is what Lifetime has to say. The Christmas Setup follows the story of New York lawyer Hugo, who heads to Milwaukee with his best friend Madeline to spend the holidays with his brother Aiden and his mom Kate, who is also in charge of the local Christmas celebrations. Ever the matchmaker, Kate arranges for Hugo to run into Patrick, Hugo's high school friend and secret crush—not quite, but sort Uh, of—who has recently returned after a successful stint in Silicon Valley. As they enjoy the local holiday festivities together, Hugo and Patrick's attraction to each other is undeniable, and it looks as though— Kate's Santa-style matchmaking is a success. But as Hugo receives word of a big promotion requiring a move to London, he must decide what is most important to him. And it stars Ben Lewis, Blake Lee, and Fran Drescher.
0: <laughs> Besides the fact that this is a same-sex love story, the biggest draw, Fran Drescher. <laughs> This is a fl- same-sex
1: love story with Florian Drer. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: they knew their audience. So wise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, wonderful. Okay, let's get into this. Hugo, played by Ben Lewis, is a lawyer in New York who is gearing up to ask for a promotion right before Christmas. His best friend Maddie psychs him up, as best friends should, but when he asks his boss to be made partner, the reception is lukewarm at best. Worried that he's just torpedoed his career, Hugo invites Maddie to join him in Milwaukee for his family Christmas.
1: Arriving in Milwaukee, Hugo and Maddie are greeted by Hugo's mom, Fran Drescher. Yes, she has a name in this movie, but we all know we're going to be calling her Fran Drescher, so why commit it to memory? (laughs) She's a committee chair and has booked their two-week vacation with parties and activities and charity. And, you know, she's overbooked. Let's face it. (laughs) She's also every bit the stereotypical Jewish mother, even though her character is not Jewish in this movie and she wants to overfeed her children, Maddie included, and make sure they're happily settled down with the right people. You know, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me, me a, match. a
0: match. Find <laughs> me a fine get, get me. Real- a catch. <laughs> we must stop now or it will be the entire album of fiddler <laughs> on this podcast. Um anyway, Scheming, Fran Drescher takes Maddie shopping with her so Hugo can be home for the Christmas tree delivery. Little does Hugo know that his high school crush, Patrick, played by Ben Lewis's IRL husband, Blake Lee, I didn't actually know that, so amazing, Um, he is the Christmas tree delivery guy. The two are making eyes, and maybe that's why Patrick accidentally "Quote unquote," leaves his glove behind, forcing Hugo and Maddie to return them back to him that evening. But with Maddie at his side, Patrick mistakes Hugo for a straight man. <gasps> wah wah! The next morning, friend Jesher
1: is not deterred and asks Patrick to help with the Santa breakfast. Hugo and Maddie quickly figure out Patrick's mistake and clarify that not only is Hugo gay, he's also available. They decide to meet up for hot cocoa, but when Patrick is late, Hugo assumes that he's not that interested. Patrick comes to apologize and is roped into helping hang lights on the house by none other than, of course, Fran Drescher. While on the roof talking, the ladder falls and the two get stuck, making for their first pseudo-date.
0: Fran Drescher, Queen Mother Manipulator, gets Hugo to dress up as Santa, which charms Patrick. So he takes Hugo on a real date, a.k.a. a picnic. Turns out Patrick is a tech billionaire who made and sold a very successful app and is looking for his next thing. He's just helping at the Christmas tree lot while he figures it all out. Part of Fran
1: Drescher's Christmas duties is to decorate the historic train station where they've had community Christmas parties for decades, but this might be the last year as it's under threat of demolition. This bothers Hugo, not only because he has such fond memories of the place, but it also just feels off somehow that they would tear this building down. He's going to put his little lawyer brain to work and figure out if there's a way to save the train station. (laughs)
0: I like you. (laughs) So Aiden, Hugo's brother, returns home from the military to spend Christmas with the rest of the family. Fran Drescher's amazing matchmaking skills kick in as she pushes Aiden and Maddie together also, which neither seem to mind. The family prepped for caroling, but of course, friend Drescher invited Patrick too, which means Hugo is is simultaneously happy and embarrassed. (laughs) That is until he gets a phone call from his boss offering him his desired promotion. He's going to be partner as long as he moves to London. Not ready
1: to make a decision. Hugo only tells Maddie about the call. At the train station, Patrick is helping Hugo when Hugo decides to show him the upstairs offices of the original owner, Mr. Carroll. They look through pictures and notice that Mr. Carroll's traveling companion was a man. Could he have been gay?
0: <gasps> Connection and mystery! dun dun, dun. <laughs> That night, Patrick takes Hugo to try and see the Northern Lights. While there's only a 42% chance they'll show, he's hoping, and it's just romantic anyway, so whatever, on the truck bed with the northern lights actually appearing in the sky, they kiss and since, one One kiss kiss means means forever. forever. We know they'll have a lot to figure out, but it's gonna be worth it.
1: Happy at home, Hugo is working on a gift for his mother in his father's wood shop when Aiden comes in and they have their own brotherly heart-to-heart. Family bonding at its finest. That is, until Maddie
0: accidentally
1: spills the beans about London. Oops. Uh, But what does that mean for Hugo and Patrick?
0: Hugo, looking through some of Mr. Carroll's old papers, realizes that the city actually doesn't own the train station, but the community does. So the city can't demolish a building that it doesn't own. Hugo, Patrick, Aiden, and Maddie go out on a double date to a gay karaoke bar, and things are going great until, mid-Hugo's song, Patrick walks out. Outside, Patrick tells Hugo that he realizes that he doesn't want to do long distance. He, like, really likes him, so it's going to be too hard, so maybe they should stop seeing each other now. Returning the documents he took
1: to Mr. Carroll's office, Hugo finds a picture that confirms his suspicion that Mr. Carroll was gay, which makes him smile, you know, kindred spirits and all that. He's sad about Patrick, but is going to the Christmas party. At the party, Aiden tells Hugo that he's going to do the long distance thing with Maddie because she's special, you know, feels. And Fran Drescher calls Hugo up to give a speech about saving the train station. And while he's giving the speech, Patrick walks in.
0: Hugo decides that Milwaukee is home. So he decides to stay, we think, and try to make things work with Patrick. The Christmas Express, they are at the train station after all, comes to take all the kids' letters to Santa, and then it starts snowing! With everyone outside, Hugo and Patrick stand next to the train, and Fran Drescher takes a picture, just like Mr. Carroll and his lover did. Though with a lot more PDA, because rather than touch pinkies, they kiss. Which means we all know, Forever. Forever. <laughs> Aw, romantic <laughs> Christmas movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, there's a lot in this movie that is is great, but yeah. also a lot that is kind of like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> um, the first one for me was, well, Ma- Maddie is like, you know, being a a person. And she's just like, I just want, I don't want to go home and spend it with my family. I want an old-fashioned New York Christmas. I have this note highlighted (laughs) too of like, we have to talk about this. (laughs) I want an old-fashioned New York Christmas to which Hugo says, come home to Milwaukee with me. I, thank you.
1: Thank you for, this is, wavelengths uh yeah this is i was i was utterly baffled because the two are not the same
0: (laughs) new york is so freaking magical at christmas and it's a very real thing to be like i don't want to go with the family stuff you know do the family thing i want a new york christmas i want to do plaza i want to do big old christmas tree i want to like I don't know, just Central Park with snow, come home to Milwaukee with me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Just
1: just different vibes. It was like. So much. I mean, and the thing is, she never had to say that to get her to go to Milwaukee. We could have had the, like, my family, I think her family's on, like, a cruise or something, and she didn't want to go.
0: Yeah. And she
1: you know, she could have said, I just want a white Christmas or something yeah. along those lines.
0: Milwaukee. Done. Like, or I don't want to do with my family. There's too much drama right now.
1: Right. But like, you didn't have to go into really anything, but yeah. just to say you want an old fashioned New Year Christmas and then somehow get roped into Milwaukee, uh, except not roped. It was weird. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of, I just wrote myself a note. Was this movie paid for by the city of Milwaukee? <laughs> The number of times I tell you it's Milwaukee is very high,
0: yeah. They,
1: they discuss the fact that they're in Milwaukee and how much how wonderful Milwaukee is a lot. And I've never been to Milwaukee, so I don't actually know. But it looked incredibly generic neighborhood to me.
0: I have also not been to Milwaukee. I have a friend who does live there and I hear it's kind of cool. I don't know. I think you're right. That it must have been made for <laughs> by Milwaukee or, or somebody who is a lover of these movies. Um, I was like, we have to say where this is all the time because like half the time I'm watching these Christmas movies and I'm like, where are they? What are they? How are they?
1: <laughs> like, so we made it clear. I mean, I assume this was filmed in Milwaukee, Canada.
0: <laughs> i but did I not know, know there that. was
1: <laughs> no i don't that you know sort of like everything's filled in seattle canada or, uh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they're not real places
0: but true but true true um speaking of milwaukee and uh though i just have to like real sh- quick and i know you had this note because we were tweeting about this when this movie came out um so <laughs> um they're in milwaukee right and then you have fran Drescher, (laughs) fran Drescher with her cannot ever be tamed new york queen's accent and i remember this being a a big topic of conversation in the tweets like going like oh my god really they're gonna say this but they call attention to it They, they do yes i was
1: gonna say that too they do say that she's from new york
0: Yes, And I just love that there was that line that Patrick says. It's like, oh, I couldn't tell with your mom's thick Milwaukee accent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I would like to call out, which they do
1: not call out, is um, her – my note says, her Jew is showing.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned that because (laughs) – Because, I mean, I mean, and it's hard to think of Fran Drescher as not, like, you know, being the nanny and, like, whatever. Right. But absolutely. She's so very obviously a Jewish mother and, like, a Jewish woman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, like, the only thing that she didn't
1: do in this movie that wasn't, that, like, I was like, where you should have done this to keep your Jewish mother would be, like, making sure that everybody had more hats and coats and scarves than they potentially needed. Um, but, like, she is overfeeding them which is like, are you hungry? Do you need food? Like, let me give you food. So that, but she also says things like schmucks. Like she (laughs) uses Yiddishisms. (laughs) And I just don't know how many Yiddishisms have made them way to Milwaukee. Again, haven't
0: been there. Maybe there's lots, but I don't know. (laughs) On the off chance you're a new listener, Hannah is Jewish. (laughs) Which, to me, makes watching these Christmas movies together so much more well-rounded and enjoyable.
1: <laughs> well, my favorite is when I get to pull apart to the seams, the Hanukkah ones, because they're terrible. Yes. Written by people who've never experienced Hanukkah before.
0: No. <laughs> Although I am
1: excited um, about this year's. Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, so there's this one moment where it's they have this, like, little, like, fake fight fight thing about, like, what wh- where the best hot chocolate is. Uh-huh. Um, and so Patrick is like, I'm going to buy you a hot chocolate. And that's, like, his first sort of attempt to ask him out on a date. And Hugo gets there first and ends up buying his own hot chocolate, which I thought was a little strange, but, like, okay. But he only bought the one. He didn't get one for Patrick. You would think that, like, okay, the guy isn't here. I'll get, I'll, like, when he arrives, there will be two. But, like, that wasn't what happened. And I found that a very strange moment. Especially since they, I felt like that whole scene was there exclusively to put in a hot
0: cocoa Santa pun. Oh, what was the pun? Getting a... Co, co, co. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. That was. <laughs> I, I While I agree with you there, at this point in the movie, I think they're still not sure if this is a romantic thing or what. And I think that they've set Hugo up enough to be insecure to be like, is this a date? Is this not a date? I'm here. I want to try this hot chocolate. Do I buy? I, I don't know. I feel like I would go I, through the I- same mental chatter.
1: I hear that, but I feel like he's the kind of person who would buy a friend a hot chocolate too. Fair. So he, so even if he's wondering about the romantic versus not romantic thing, he still would have ended up with two hot chocolates.
0: True. Um, That's I. I agree with that. On that. It is also ten p.m. I think when this date is happening. <laughs> I made a note of that, and I'm like, uh, that's bedtime. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, I
1: mean, the, everything is... Uh, the timing is strange, but it's whatever. Sure. Um, the other moment I just want to call out because I didn't notice it the any other time that I watched it until this. Um, At one point, um, Maddie just I don't know if it was like a slip or what, but she calls Fran Drescher mom. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I thought that was so cute.
0: And I was like, she's just adopted into this family and I'm not opposed to it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think – I I feel like that must have been in it because Maddie is definitely – Maddie and Hugo are definitely me and my friend Nick. Like we, like we have the same sort of relationship, and I have the same sort of relationship with his family. Mm-hmm. So I would, but there would be no way that I would not call Elaine mom. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. If home, I mean, for like I, thought, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. So cute. Um, yeah. So, um, the last kind of thing that I, I sort of want to talk is not a what the fuck, but like, whoa, so fun. Whoa, the fun is the amount of. <laughs> double entendres in this movie coupled with the double entendres. I want to shout this movie out by being so very much a gay movie um, and a romance. And, I you know, we talked a little bit about that with um, single all the way last year and stuff. But the fact that, you know, like, oh, glitter snow, you made your gay brother so proud kind of thing. And and that Patrick was out and popular in high school made me super happy and um, the double entendres made me so very happy because they were very I'll grab quiet. The bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the tree just slid right in there. <laughs> and um, can you get those balls off the shelf? <laughs> and they like pause a little bit because they, they kind of catch themselves in these movies. <laughs> like, like they're definitely supposed to be there and why yeah. they're supposed to be there. Yeah. It yeah. made me so happy. Yeah.
1: Um, the last thing, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but it will never not be funny to me. So I feel like I have to anyway, um, because they go caroling in this movie and Fran Drescher is singing. And once when she was on Broadway in a musical, I ended up taking a student of my aunt's who was not American, uh, English, not his first language. And we went to see Cinderella because it, we decided that Cinderella would be a followable plot line, even if your English was not conversational. Right. And at the end of this, the show, you know, Fran Drescher comes out to, you know, the applause that you would expect Fran Drescher to get. And he turned to me and he said, why is everyone clapping so hard? She's not a good singer. Well, yeah, I don't know how to explain just it, like they're yeah, that that's not not the it. point. Not the point of no, Fran Drescher in the because show. It's Fran Drescher. And I mean, like she could have come out naked and like covered in slime and like sput around
0: and she would have gotten the same response. <laughs> and how she would have made that slime work, man. She's beautiful. But, like,
1: uh, let me say, do not try to explain the nanny to anybody who doesn't speak English. I don't think it. That was a rough me trying to be like um, she's famous.
0: Uh. <laughs> she was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens. Queens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we get into some uh... Hallmark, Hallmarks. Yep, let's do it.
1: All right. Um, I think I don't think mine are in order because we okay. kind of like jumped around a little bit let's just vomit it all out then all right
0: man creates apt and can retire by 30 yeah <laughs> well done um he's gunning for the top job uh mistaken as part of a couple
1: um so not not like we're not together but like I'm, yeah. I'm talking Hugo and Maddie
0: there's a festival and it's her last year running it <laughs> That was my only friend, (laughs) Dresher. We gotta save the train station. (laughs) My way of saying that was, they're tearing down this magical place. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I like
1: it. I like it.
0: Um, Meddling mom ensures the other knows that you're single and available.
1: (laughs) One of a pair is a lawyer and the other is extremely
0: anti lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has a crafty trade such as woodworking. <laughs> they have hot cocoa. They do. Um, somehow roped into helping another family decorate for Christmas.
1: <laughs> we have a reading the night before Christmas.
0: Yes, to children. We talked about that in the last episode. Man, um, I feel I'm just going to pause for just a second, dear listeners, because it seems like. Um, while while going through our our mess of Christmas uh, of Christmas scheduling, we have really set this up so things from the first movie feed into the next movie. <laughs> so there are a lot of overlaps with our next podcast episode <laughs> that I think you'll all enjoy. Anyway, just saying that now because reading the nightmare night the nightmare before Christmas, dear lord, reading the night before Christmas to children was in our previous episode. Yeah. so very fun. Um. We have an alfresco picnic at Christmas.
1: <laughs> I called that outdoor picnic in winter. So. <laughs> uh, um,
0: caroling in sort of period garb. Yes, very cool. <laughs> the big promotion doesn't make them happy. <laughs> we have the winter wonderland theme. <laughs> I didn't even (laughs) clock that, but thank you. This was part of the rash of everything was themed Winter Wonderland. (laughs) Uh, We have stargazing and northern lights. I have that too.
1: Um,
0: We have a holiday name in Mr. Carol. Oh, that is true. Good job with that. Um, You're moving away, so I can't do this hypothetical relationship interrupted kiss oh right yeah we have a secondary relationship with maddie and aiden who i couple named maiden love it shocked at a
1: shared tradition that is not unique which was <laughs> watching a charlie brown christmas
0: oh my god you watch a charlie brown christmas too <laughs> oh my god i drink wine during the holidays oh my god you drink wine the holidays too? <laughs> We must be so in sync. Um, We have the... We gotta save the speech at the end. (laughs) Dad is dead, so life is hard. Life is hard. Um, It's snowing during a romantic moment. Uh, Patrick has a red truck. I was gonna do that for Across the Universe. (laughs) Because it's specifically the Christmas tree... Truck. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very that's true. cool. I'll just do that here. Then across the universe, uh, we have the red Christmas tree truck, like Christmas and Evergreen, and Hallmark Landum. Cool. Yeah. Pretty parade. Okay.
1: um, My pretty parade was that I thought the facade of their house was really cute, though I like it better during the day. Because when it's night and it's all lit, lit up, it looks a little churchy to me.
0: I hear that. I I don't know if I paid that close attention for to it at night, but I will absolutely agree that was also my pretty parade was the gingerbread looking house that they live in <laughs> that is just so freaking cute, and it does come equipped with a chandelier inside. That's really nice. really pretty. Nice. Did you have any across the universe that wasn't the red
1: truck? No, I did not. Did you? Okay, because I did. Woohoo! Let's do it. Because. Uh, when Hugo's dad was alive he and Hugo were making a present for his mom but then uh, his dad died and so they so, and so then Hugo finishes this present for his mom and it is a Christmas village version of their homes which is
0: just like a gift to remember too <laughs> oh my god you're so right ah <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it. Um new and noteworthy.
1: Um we've already talked about the first LGBTQ mainstream Christmas movie, yeah portion of it. This is something that I think a lot of people will not pick up on, but I did and I was very appreciative. For the picnic, Patrick arrives with subs, both with and without meat.
0: Oh. I didn't catch that, but think, yes. Right? Yes. (laughs) I was like, hey. That is so nice because like both (laughs) Hannah and I know where like you're at a place and they're like, I've got this turkey or tuna. And you're like, hmm, I'm going to go and get me a a cheese sandwich real fast. (laughs) I really appreciate that as a new and noteworthy. I also appreciated that in this mainstream gay uh, movie, we also got drag and um, that made me super happy that we had a drag queen and who yeah. did not love that moment when he said, make the tie gay and everyone <laughs> clapped. And that was just brought a tear to the eye. I mean, well, uh, and on top of that,
1: the fact that that was the song that he chose because of course it was Judy 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 Judy. (laughs) (laughs) which has that is also my favorite Christmas song so no no questions
0: no 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 notes (laughs) no notes I even like I think when he said do you know have yourself a merry little Christmas and like the queen was like girl right like (laughs) who do you think I am (laughs) I love it yeah so supporting shout out I
1: didn't actually have one, just because I loved everyone in this movie. I, I didn't hear that. I just.
0: I mean, it's got to be Fran Drescher, right? Sure. Like, how can you not just adore this woman? I, the thing I love of so much about Fran Drescher is, like, on paper and by all accounts, similar to the story that you said, she should be terrible and no one should like her. But there's something about her that is undeniable. And I, you can't help but love her.
1: Yeah, no, she's just yeah, it's infectious. She just like watching this movie. It's the kind of thing where you're like, I would hate if my mother was this meddling. But if she was friend Tresher, I don't know if I would mind.
0: <laughs> you just can't. You get sucked into her like, like aura of of fun and positivity, and like it's right. just like I freaking love that woman. Sorry, <laughs> I really do. <laughs> so she gets my vote uh kiss meter kiss meter we have two kisses we do have two kisses um so I for the first kiss uh, it was the northern lights kiss and I gave it a 7.75 okay um, um everyone knows how I feel about kisses sitting down <laughs> Just, they're just awkward. But I'm so it, – it, at this point in the movie, I'm just so happy that they kissed. It was in the most romantic of spots. But I feel like there was something a little bit missing in it. Like I wanted them to have a little bit more of a mm, – like a, it, it seemed a little bit more hesitant to me. Uh-huh. Like I wanted more passion or something else to okay.
1: it. Okay. What I find interesting is because I didn't know until – a little bit earlier in this record that you didn't know that they were really married. <laughs> no, I did not know this. Um, Because I gave this an eight and I said it's cute and it's sweet and it's nice that they're really in love, but it feels a little for the cameras to me. Fair enough. Like, I I believe in my heart that these two men kiss really well, but I, it might be a private thing.
0: well I would disagree because for kiss number two I gave it an 8.59 okay Uh, five into nine not an 8.59 but an Uh, 8.5 slash nine because I felt like it was a really great wonderful kiss except for the fact that everyone is watching and a picture of them is being taken at that time um Uh, yeah I also
1: have I don't like that it's for the camera and Fran Drescher asked for a photo I also gave it an eight point five, yay! Because I said I said it it does feel like these are people who like kissing each other. Yes, (laughs) Um, because I am that person. Uh, I did I start googling shit online? Of course I did. Um, So I did read a like interview with the two of them about this movie when they were making it and about how I guess the director kept having to be like, no, no, like. Remember, you don't know each other well. Like, <laughs> like, you're too comfortable together. I that's understand funny. that you have been
0: together for a decade. Please pretend that you haven't been. <laughs> Aww, that's so cute. I didn't know they were having together. They don't seem old enough to have been together for a decade at that point.
1: Mm, I mean, they, I guess they got together on the younger side, but it's really cute. They were They, they also talk about how they met and they met in a bathroom at like an award show or something and okay nothing nothing sketched. <laughs> um but like i guess blake went back to his seat and told his friend that he had come come to this award show with that he met his husband
0: <gasps> oh my god how
1: cute <laughs> and i was like <laughs> gotta lose it <laughs> i love it yeah so, Katie, would you recommend others watch this movie?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I think that it's so cu- – it actually really is cute. And when it comes to it being like a, a Christmas movie, it has just enough tropes but enough new in it that keeps it interesting. And I And one of the worries I think I had going into this when this movie aired was it would be like – I don't know just dumb because so many Christmas movies are dumb and I'm like oh it's a same sex movie they're gonna make it's gonna be there's gonna be something dumb about it and I'll be sad because it's the first one but I feel like even if this was a straight couple or whatever kind of couple this is a well-written movie um but it's just so much cuter that it's two boys (laughs) it just is I agree
1: with every single thing you've said I like yeah, I I also agree that it's cuter because it's two boys. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if it was a straight couple, it'd be fine. Like whatever. But it's it just gets it ups that cute level. Um and I like yeah, I I hear you that like I don't feel like this is like a cinematic masterpiece kind of <laughs> thing. Um, because it can't be because it's a made for TV Christmas movie. Right. Of course it's not. That being said, i find it incredibly enjoyable yeah it's real it's sweet i believe them yeah they're like plot holes the size of texas who fucking
0: cares the size of milwaukee (laughs) (laughs) i should
1: have said at least wisconsin Should.
0: but i'm glad you didn't it was funny (laughs) um But, yeah, like,
1: super cute. Like, I'm glad this was, like, right. It had the capacity to be disappointing like the Hanukkah ones usually are.
0: Yeah. I hear it. I I, I think – and I think that's probably why I was gearing up to be disappointed because when it's other, I feel like it's sometimes scraped together in a way that's unfair. Um, Yeah. So I'm happy that this was not. And I hope they do better. i I didn't
1: i didn't look into it but i and because i so i have no idea who wrote it or who directed or anything like that but i think the fact that at least there were gay people involved that probably helped for people to be like no that like that's insane whereas like i feel like some of the the other ones you're like have you ever met a jewish person or have you ever met an asian person like i'm not sure you have yeah (laughs) Well, so thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we will be tweeting and posting and all the like. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four
0: are numerals. And you can email us, should you wish to, at one kiss means forever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And
1: thank you, as always, to Flynn Pastures for our intro Algebra music, his stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud and we will see you for more Christmas
0: next week yay it's just yay. beginning friends we're still at the start so many this is our football they have so many more weeks to go so many so many more weeks so
1: many more movies
0: see you next time bye, bye guys bye.